Welcome to the inaugural episode of Back Talk. Alongside Chris Sachi and PJ Clark, I'm Ben Cause. So we just finished up All-Star Weekend this past weekend, and you can't mention All-Star Weekend without mentioning the guys that weren't able to play in the in the game. Players like Demarcus Cousins and Kristaps Porzingis have been knocked out for the season. And John Wall's out. I don't know what you're referring to with Kristaps Porzingis. He's fine. I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking. Yeah, Yo, he's about. Uh, he's going to average thirty after yeah, the All-Star break. He's coming back soon. <laughs> Yeah, Kristaps is just a robot out there, yeah, apparently, yeah, he's fine. according to Knicks fans. Okay. But anyway, yeah, we're good. And along with only Boogie Cousins, John Wall has been sidelined a couple months as well. These injuries have come at crucial times for teams that are trying to get in the playoffs. Which which injury hurts their team the most? Hello, I have a hot take here, Christopher, if you wouldn't mind me jumping. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis' injury is the best thing that could have happened to this Knicks team. For this season, in a vacuum... I have to agree. Absolute best thing. Because really, from, this team is going to win three games the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, which is what we do. We need a another young top guy to five, top six. Get those ping pong balls. All yeah. that matters comes back. I mean, yeah, that was my first reaction. I was absolutely gut wrenched. I mean, after I vomited, yeah. I I realized that this was a good idea. This was this was a good thing. Yeah, I mean, for this season. I mean, for the long term, Chris Chap's career trajectory. I'm terrified and I'm scared and weeping yeah, every night. But terrible thought. Mm-hmm. Because it is. However, we have Michael Porter Jr. Does any of this matter? It might not. <laughs> Just got to play the ping pong balls. That's true. Um, so, yeah, for the New York Knicks this season, it, it is the best because they were they were kind of floundering as a 5 or 10, you know, game below could 500 have, Could team. have made the playoffs. Could have made the playoff. Could have gotten waxed by whatever one seed. Exactly. Maybe, you would have been making the playoffs. Maybe we'd two, steal a, a game. As a 7 or an 8 and mm-hmm. getting swept. Like, yeah. there's no value to that. Maybe we'd steal a game. I'd be parading around these halls, but that's that's really it. Um, in terms of those other injuries, you mentioned John Wall to Marcus Cousins. The John Wall injury has changed things for Washington, and for the better. For the better, yes, we could say for the better. Well, it's it's finally time that the Bradley Beal fan club, headed by myself, um, is being recognized as Bradley Beal is the best player on the Washington Wizards, and has been for like two years now. Um, so that's that's really great. But back to your original question, which injury impacts the team the most? It's it's Boogie, because I don't think that team gets. I don't know if healthy. That team probably gets the six, five, something like that. And uh, even if you're Golden State, if not even Houston, do you want to walk into a playoff series whether you have home court advantage or not? Do you want to walk into the playoff and to a playoff series where the other team has the two best guys? <laughs> whether not. the rest of the team sucks or not, New Orleans has two the two best guys in any series unless they play Golden State or Houston. That's true. Yeah, they'd be a scary first round matchup. I mean, if, if I would be team beat teams. the Spurs in a three six. Oh, I think it's damn close. I think that goes I think, six. I think it could. Without I Kawhi Leonard, I think you could say with somewhat of a certainty that it would be a close series. If not, the Pelicans. And you can that. never, never count out a pop coach team, but that would be close. I mean, it's just me. Give me Boogie and AD against Patty Mills and Danny Green. Yeah, you guys totally took that question away that I didn't think it could go with 
the Kristaps injury actually impacting the Knicks in a positive way. That actually, I think, is the long-term biggest impact if the Knicks do end up in the top six and, and get somebody. Uh, but right now, I think the boogie injury absolutely is the most important because that cost the playoff series. And I think another uh, player that we didn't mention yet, Kevin Love, that's an interesting scenario as well. He's coming back. Because he, yeah, he will be coming back. He will be coming back, but they have a kind of a good, I mean, it's been three games, but a good set of Mm -hmm. chemistry with the new guys right now. And you love coming back. He doesn't, you know, they're playing fast. They're playing up-tempo. LeBron at the four, maybe even the five. Kevin Love's going to come back and change the way they play basketball. And, I mean, he's a great player. Kevin Love's still great at basketball. Still a great player, but it will change the way they play, maybe not for the better. I think for the postseason it will be for the better because – at the end of the day, you need guys who can get buckets. You need depth and you need scores. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know he's going to provide you with both. And then the other East team, Washington. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest, the Washington Wizards have never been that impressive, even with those two guys playing. And now we're just seeing that Bradley Beal is, as PJ could say, better than John Wall. And I think they're pretty much equal at this point. I don't know. if I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. I It's just... It's interesting because they've never even won 50 games with that squad. That doesn't make a difference. They're still middle-of-the-pack team in the East, trying to be upper echelon, will not get there, and will be knocked out by one of the top teams that we've already mentioned. So the halfway point, we've seen a ton of young new talent on the court, highlighted by Donovan Mitchell, who has his team on an 11-game winning streak at the half. And Ben Simmons is averaging 16-7-7, along with Joel Embiid and the Sixers sitting at the 7th seed. Right now, it's a it's a tough decision for Rookie of the Year. I, I can't even make the decision, but if you guys had to, who would you take? I don't think it's a tough decision. Ben Simmons is the best rookie. Hand him the trophy. I mean, I, 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 I get it. Mitchell's more conventionally attractive. He's putting up more points. He's making the highlight plays. He robbed Dennis Smith of a dunk contest. Ben Simmons is a better all-around player. Ben Simmons will average a triple-double. This is on... Re- this is on record. Like, I'm, I'm here. I've said this for two years. It's not going to be pretty. He's going to average, you know, 10 points in doing a triple-double, but he will average a triple-double. I, I think Ben Simmons is already a top six-point guard in the league. Ben Simmons, not Joel Embiid, is the prize of the process. Ben Simmons is a generational talent. Oof. Ben Simmons is one of a kind. We will not see Ben Simmons again. Hand him the trophy. This isn't um, close. Wow. Oof. I'm the biggest Embiid fan out there. And, uh, wow. Yeah, oof. I don't know about that. But to continue on, get back on track with that question. I stayed on track. I made my <laughs> argument. To, yeah, to, okay. So Donovan Mitchell, 11-game win streak, torrid pace, putting up points. But that's all recency bias. I still think it's Ben Simmons. And I love Donovan Mitchell. I love him before the season began. But before this 11-game winning streak, it was – not, a con- not much of a conversation. No. Everyone saw mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell make these athletic plays, but no one seriously considered him for rookie of the year. But I think overall we can look at this rookie class and be pretty impressed, right? I mean, Definitely. Simmons is far and away, but you got Mitchell, what we've seen from Lonzo Ball. Dennis is putting up buckets. Dennis, Jason Tatum. I mean, I think that we got a lot, a lot of studs. Uh, Kyle Kuzma as well. A lot of studs mm-hmm. in this rookie class. So moving on from rookie of the year to obviously – the biggest award, MVP. Right now, it seems like James Harden is running away with the award. Can anybody catch him? Best player in the league can catch him, LeBron James. And 
he'll and understandably he'd have to go on a torrid pace at his age of 33 to do so, especially because James Harden is leading the league in scoring on the best team. And the story's there. He's finished twice too many times. I think he should have won it the first year Steph Curry won his first MVP. This should be James Harden's third MVP. As, yeah, PJ thinks that. He believes that in, he in On Earth 2, where things go according to how they should, based on analytics and actual statistics, James Harden has two MVPs and will win his third this year. Uh, because Russell Westbrook did not deserve that last year. But that's a completely different topic. Um, yeah, no, James Harden, I, I think he's running at a pace that even LeBron can't catch him at this point. And I, I think the voters, I think that whether James Harden would totally be running away with this, like I think he is now, um, if he was still the leader, but he wasn't completely going insane, I think some of the voters do regret last year. I really do think there's going to be like a somewhat pity vote for James Harden because now that the main argument for Westbrook's case last year was his supporting cast was so bad, and that's why they were the five seed and couldn't even get a home court advantage. And now his supporting cast, Victor Oladipo, is the most improved player, and Enos Cantor is good at basketball, and like everybody they traded is now suddenly good at basketball once they leave Russell Westbrook's team. Makes you think. Russell, Russell Westbrook isn't even the best player on his current team. Makes you think. Um, I think there is going to be some regret voting for Harden. And, and as of right now, I think it should be unanimous Harden. But I do think LeBron closes the gap, especially if he gets the one seed. Um, you're talking Russell Westbrook. He's .6 rebounds away from averaging another triple-double with, 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 with an improved... With... Fewer contested rebounds than he had last year. Just throwing, he's even worse this year. Just throwing that out there. But the improved supporting cast, and he's nearly averaging another triple double. Not saying, not saying he'll the take team, away, the still bad. take away the MVP. But if somehow the Thunder go on a tear and end up at the three seed, and Russ averages another triple double, no. maybe no. Okay, I think more legitimate question should be: Who's your MVP top five? Top five? I think right now I have Harden, LeBron, Giannis, and then three guys or two guys in Davis and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, who really? I think yeah, I think he's a you, dark. You player. didn't mention my number three, which I'm really surprised about. I think Kevin Durant. I, I, I mean I thought Kevin Durant was going to win the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. I thought Steph was going to let back like lean back and let him take this, and I mean Steph got hurt, so he kind of did. I think Kevin Durant is number three because he's turned himself into the best interior defender in the league, which is, like, super, super crazy to think. But now Kevin Durant is a center on the best team in basketball, which is absurd. I mean, he's seven foot two, so he probably should be, but, like, the fact that Kevin Durant is likely going to lead the league in blocks is kind of absurd. I don't think if you told me five years ago that Kevin Durant would ever win a defense player of the year and lead the league in blocks, I probably would have punched him in the face. But here we are. Is KD your number one for defensive player of the year this right year? Right now he is, yeah. Sach? Just because of uh, improvement to me. See, I don't know. Um, the Ringer had an article outlining the holes in the Durant defensive player of the year candidacy. And even, I mean, some of it some of it I disagreed with. And it, it's, he's right now, he's the, he's the sexy pick for the, for the award. And not a lot, BJ I know will not love this, but 
Paul George deserves the consideration for it as well. I'm not. I'm not not loving that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think Paul George will end up winning it. Right now, if I had a vote, I'm voting for Durant just because of the sheer improvement. But Paul George, Paul George has been underrated his entire career, and without the leg injury, I think he'd have an MVP by now. And I'm like fully confident in saying that. Whether you could call that a hot take or not, that dude was tearing apart the league before that happened. Going head to head with LeBron oh. in Miami. Words are Roy Hibbert. Um, ru- ruin- ruining the one Knicks team that ever had a chance to do anything. Words are Roy Hibbert. Lots of Carmelo at the rim in that game. Um, oh. I'd be thrilled to see Paul win it. I think Paul's my, my number five for MVP right now. You, I didn't finish out my ballot, my ballot. I would have Harden, LeBron. I would have Harden, LeBron, Durant, Davis, and Paul George at number five right now for me. Um I'd love to see Paul win it. I would vote for Durant right now, but if if KD gets hurt or starts to to whimper out, I I mean, I think Paul George will ultimately end up taking it. I think Joel Embiid's got a solid shot of getting it as well. No, not going to play enough games. Could be, but he's suff- He's absolutely suffocating. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, you you can't disparage anything he's done. I just mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm, that is a factor. I'm a sheer. A factor. I I am kind of like a games played stand when it comes to the awards. Mm-hmm. Like yes. if you're gonna win just a season, trust the process. Award, if you're gonna win a season-long award, I need you to play more than fifty, like whatever he's gonna end up at. But like rookie year last year, played thirty-one games. I can't vote for you. Sorry, yeah, I, I couldn't do that either. You guys uh, were mentioning KD's improvement on defense a couple of years ago after Steph's first MVP season. He got even better the next year and won a unanimous MVP. He came back to back, and there were there were talks he could have won Most Improved Player that year. KD, most improved player? Please. Anybody? Please. In what world? I mean, you have the runaway guy already. I don't think anyone's In Indiana. taken away from him. Not a chance. Yeah. I'm talking about Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... Victor Oladipo, mind you, a teammate of Russell Westbrook last year when he supposedly had the worst supporting cast in the history of basketball. Stone out Well, you're making the argument most improved player, so could have been... Yeah, but this, this was clearly here, and it was here in Orlando. You don't just like stay on like a, a he an above average level, dip down to like really crappy, and then go to an all star. Well, he was okay. Like he was like above average, in like he, his numbers in Orlando he were pretty similar. Point game. Like he's a twenty point a game. Nah, he was like at seven. Like he wasn't, he wasn't eclipsing twenty. You know, he was like at a like seven. Like same thing he did in OK. He was a little bit below his Orlando and OKC, but it wasn't like drastically. They were kind of similar. He was a similar player. And I feel like he kind of found it this season. I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Victor Oladipo with Indiana on his chest is different. Than yeah, just it's just a different. It's just a beast. And um, you know, I, to go back to Victor Oladipo, I've read Indiana's. Uh, you know, they, they stood pat at the deadline just to talk about this team. I love this team um, because they stood pat at the deadline. Six players asked the GM specifically not to make any changes to the team because of how great the chemistry is there. Oladipo's loving it. So just shout out to that team. You know, I mean, they could have traded a guy like Al Jefferson for some kind of pick mm-hmm. or moves like that. But, you know, that's a, that's an old-fashioned kind of team, old-fashioned kind of move. So Big shout-out to Born Ready Lance Stevenson. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I love this. I love that team. They're my team that no one talks about, but I love them all the same. Yeah, five seed right now. Maybe do some damage in the playoffs. That team beats Washington. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Washington usually has playoff success. Or moderate. They've had moderate playoff success. One year they had decent playoff yeah. success. That's my that's my that's my definition of Washington Wizards success. <laughs> they won a round yeah. one time. They they surprised a round a couple of years ago. 
That wraps up the first episode. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. <laughs>